We're back. We're back. Back again. <laughs> Shady's back. <laughs> back again. Da da da. Ba, ba, da. Hey, yay. You always wow. remind me of like old songs that have great beats that I don't think about on the regular. I know. Okay, because lately, I don't know if you've actually been listening to the past two, three weeks. Like, I have not put the, like, our intro in the beginnings anymore. I, like, play 30 seconds of a random song. Mm -hmm. It's (laughs) (laughs) Because I, yeah, I don't know. It was just time for a change, 2020. I feel that. Yeah. So, I don't know what song I'm going to use this week, but um, it's probably going to, it's either going to be, like, um, a gospel song. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was going to do that song, the end of, it's the end of the world as we know it. Oh, wow. But, um, <laughs> that song's overplayed right now because hashtag quarantine. Yeah. Hashtag um, coronavirus girl the rona is ruining everything it is but i am i mean i'm not enjoying you know this whole virus thing but i am enjoying working from home because if you know i hate getting up and going to work like hate it yeah Yes, I will say that traffic is a lot better. I'm sure. <laughs> oh my God. Like, okay, so I don't talk about my job a lot, but now it's become super relevant. And I'm still not going to say the company. <laughs> <laughs> um, but for those of you that know me, know where I work. And I'll just leave it at that. Yeah. Um, but I do work at a grocery store. I work at one of the more reputable ones. Um, and depending on where you live in the United States, like you probably are more or less familiar with our store. (laughs) And, um, anyway, we, it's, uh, I don't have the option to, participate in like working from home and social distancing like all the time um I usually like I still have to get up at the crack of dawn and get to work and every morning I wake up and I'm like it's another day thank you god for no symptoms um and just praying that I am not one of those people that are asymptomatic Mm -hmm. Um, and I just, every day I'm like, I don't know what's going to happen at work today. Cause it, every day we get more updates <laughs> like about things, whether it's dealing with the company itself or our, the neighborhood in which we're located or whatever. So it's just like, shit is real. Yeah. <laughs> but I will say that when I go to and from work, I'm like, traffic is so nice. Like, it is such a breeze getting to and from work. And I'm kind of like, can we practice more social distancing? <laughs> like, <laughs> I feel you. It's just like proving that like we don't really need to be out that much. Yeah. Like, as much as we like are. everybody out all the time. 
Yeah, it's like, what are you even doing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, um, yeah. But anyway, how are you? I am well. I'm pretty well. My, um, I mean, clearly I'm getting more sleep. I have not taken a nap in what feels like years. And I have napped every single day. I mean, because what else is there to do? I mean, there are other things to do. But, <laughs> you know, I have to work online from a certain for a certain amount of hours. Um, and then after that, I'm literally, like, free. So every day I end up taking a nap, which usually ends up being a pretty late nap. But it <laughs> doesn't matter because then I can just go back to sleep at any time and, you know. Because you get to sleep in a little bit now, right? Yeah. So normally I would have to be at work by 7.45, which means I'll be waking up at 6 a.m. Um, but now I only have to work. I work online starting at 9 a.m. And I'm at home. So I literally just get up at like 8.50 to like use the bathroom, brush my teeth and stuff just to be, you know, up. And then I come back to my room and... <laughs> open my laptop and turn on Netflix and work. So it's amazing. I could I could do this for I won't say the rest of my life, but I could do this for some years. So it's great. Okay. So it's pretty perfect. The only thing is like my dreams have been out of control. Like the fact that I have more time to actually sleep. Because like my body will not let me really sleep when I have to work. I think my body is just not happy. We're going to work. So um, during, you know, normal times, I have a dream here, dream there. I don't dream as much as I used to. But now I'm having like four or five dreams a night and they're all like crazy. So mm -hmm. that part, I just talked to one of my friends this morning because she was in my dream last night. And um, my attitude caused us to go off of a cliff and I almost killed her. So I was calling her. Uh, well, she called me because I needed to tell her that I love her and that I would never kill her on purpose. So <laughs> it's been pretty crazy. But yeah, outside of that, everything is cool. How are you? Yeah, I still wake up at the crack of dawn. And um, I usually have to be at work by 6 or 6.30 a.m. Because um, I'm part of opening crew we don't have any control over the orders like we used to. Um, we used to be able to, like, we have order writers for every section and they could be able to, like, predict, like, what's going to probably come off the truck that day. Um, we could go into the computer and be like, this is when I know products are coming in um, or if something is temporarily out of stock or discontinued or something. But now we don't have any control over that. And the warehouse is just sending us what they want to send us mm -hmm. or what they have, <laughs> essentially. And so every morning we don't know, like, how big the, like, orders are going to, like, the delivery is going to be. Mm -hmm. And lately, like, the, the, we get less and less pallets every day. And it becomes a game of how to fill holes. <laughs> like, um, 
and just getting really creative. And this is where I'm like, man, I guess my schooling and dance like didn't go to waste (laughs) because I'm a creative person and it's kind of like a similar process with choreography where it's like, Oh, that didn't work. We need to do something else. Yeah. (laughs) And, um, and that collaborative effort of like, okay, so we have 16 cases of jalapeno peppers, but we don't have any celery. So let's fill this gap with this, you know, it's just, it's, it's just a lot. (laughs) Um, and, we've started to tell customers like about the trucks because, you know, they're coming in and they're like, y'all don't have any more cans of beans. Y'all don't have any more this or that. And it's like, uh, well, um, we're going to get a truck later with that might have some of this stuff on it. (laughs) And so now it's become a game of people coming in in the morning if they want like first dibs on produce and meat, basically. And then people come in in the afternoon, bum rushing, waiting for the frozen stuff to come out. (laughs) And I mean, we've always been transparent about our trucks, but the thing is, is like, because there's so much scarcity or this ideal of scarcity now, people are like, I gotta get there. Like I gotta be first to get it. And we just added a sign. Like, we're not placing any limits on how much people can buy. Um, unlike some of our other, like, grocery stores. Yeah. Um, but we did put out a sign and said, like, please think of your fellow man, your fellow neighbor, your fellow shoppers, like, and only get what you need. Like, resist the temptation to... <laughs> Overbuy, you know, Um, because the thing is, it's like there could be plenty for all of us if everybody would just like only get what they need and not let fear and anxiety overtake them to the point where they forget like how to be a decent human being. Um, So, yeah, it's 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 rough it's hard um but basically when i get home from work i like try to stay at home i try to i try to um avoid as much contact with people as possible because i am so exposed like to so much stuff um because it's like people are coming in the store but you know we don't know what they've been exposed to and um and while people are being more mindful of their actions like using hand sanitizer wiping down their carts like and just being like very quick and efficient about their shopping just like i'm coming in i'm getting what i need and i'm getting out (laughs) um but there are a few people that still have this mindset of like oh, whatever, like, they're just kind of nonchalant about it and, you know, bringing their whole family to the store. And I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, this is, I think I saw an article, an article that's going around talking about this is not a snow day. Yeah. Like, 
stop treating this as like it's a snow day where it's like, oh, y'all don't have school because snow day and that means we get to just like hang out and now I get to run some errands with my kids and it's like if you don't have to bring your kids to the store like keep them at home yeah seriously if you don't have to bring your parents like I've seen people shopping with their older like their Shopping with people that are more like vulnerable or susceptible to getting this virus and not having a like good chance of pulling through. And so it's like, I think it'd be better if people would just send out like the healthiest and the least vulnerable to get the shopping done and then go straight home. Like, <laughs> as opposed to. Um, let's make this a family trip like normal. Um, these are not normal times that we're living in. So you, it's like, let's try to like not treat it like that. I don't know. It's weird because I've seen like I saw people like they got the it's the mom, the dad, and the two kids, and it's like you could have just sent dad out or mom out mm-hmm. and have the other parent like watch the kids like. I saw so many old people and I, I know some some companies are like saying we're going to let the first hour be reserved for the elderly to shop. But our company's not doing that because they were like, well, the CDC recommends that the elderly stay home. And so by us doing that, we're encouraging the elderly to come out and expose themselves. Yeah. <laughs> and so it's kind of like, I had a customer the other day who she was like, I'm going to bag because I need to separate this food because some of this is going to my neighbors. And so she had the idea of shopping for herself and her household and also like picking up items for her neighbors. So, and I was like, that's a good idea because then your neighbors don't have to come out and be, it eliminates the amount of people that need to be there. And I think if everybody could like maybe practice this, like, you know, like if you live with, like I live with three other people. So it's like not necessary for all four of us to like do individual (laughs) shopping right now when one of us could just go, you know, and get what we need and then be done. So it's, it's interesting to see how people react in times of crisis, like, I guess I am on the front lines of watching people's panic, like, happen in real time. Um, And then it's really hard because, like, I don't really get to escape it because it's like, if I'm on social media, like, that's really all I see. And if I'm talking to people like it's hard to like not talk about anything else, but, and yeah, it used to be that work was an escape for like all the problems that were going on in the world. But now my job has become the front, one of the main locations for us to be reminded of what's happening So I am, like, really just, like, struggling to, like, 
have moments of pause. <laughs> so I, it's an interesting time. Very, very interesting. Yeah. But shout out to you and everyone else who is on this this new sort of front line. Definitely holding it down for everybody else. Um, and I just pray that <laughs> you don't come into contact with anyone because nobody has time for that. I certainly don't. <laughs> like, at <laughs> all. And, like, also, it's, it's difficult for me, too, because, like, so I moved out of my parents' house. <laughs> um, and so, but I also am living with two people um, that are also, like, kind of in a place where they, like, exposing them could put them at risk like more risk as well mm-hmm. um so a part like a part of me is like it's good that I'm not living with my parents right now because my parents are older yeah. my mom especially like would probably more be more susceptible like and even my dad too just because of his age yeah. and his underlining medical history um and so it is kind of scary because it's like my dad is my mom's primary caregiver. And if anything were to happen to him, then it's like, who's going to take care of my mom? But then it's like, if anything were to happen to my mom, it's like, what's the likelihood that she would get through it? Mm-hmm. Um, but then it's like, I don't want to expose my roommates too. <laughs> so it's kind of like, I wish I had a a tiny house off the grid <laughs> um, that I could just like hide out in. But it also shows us that like no matter no matter what, we're always putting ourselves at risk um, because even with the social distancing, like you just don't know, you know, because eventually like people are gonna have to go outside to like get supplies again or like or if you do work a job that is an essential job like you're a doctor you're a nurse you're a grocery worker you're a pharmacist or whatever it's like we have to go to work we still have to go go home and it's like I've had co- I've had coworkers tell me like as soon as they get home they like take all their clothes off and like put their clothes on the wash and like go straight to the shower and disinfect and it's like I mean I I don't know I guess that's something that is a way to do it like when I go home I definitely like wipe down my phone Um, I've just been more diligent about wiping down surfaces more like especially before and after like I eat or cook in the house and things like that but um, I don't know. But some of these things, it's like, especially with black us black people, we're like, we've been doing this all along. Like, <laughs> like some of the um, the sanitary things. Like, I don't know why everybody is now discovering the importance of washing your hands, but um, and like yeah. how to wash your hands. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, listen. I'm glad you're learning. <laughs> if you didn't know before, 
Right. I guess it's it's, it's never too late. I mean, I mean kinda, I it kind of is, but I mean, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know. So aside from you, like working, what other things in sleeping? <laughs> what other things, like, have you been doing, like, during your like quarantine time? Um. So the one thing that I was super happy about this this time coming when we found out about it was being able to watch TV and it probably sounds so like what okay but literally I don't ever really get the time to like just sit and I'm not a binge watcher so it's not about binge watching but I can barely ever make it through like Netflix series it takes me so long to make it through one series that like most times I won't even finish it because if I'm if I'm watching episodes so spread apart, then I just become over it. And so now I can like actually finish an episode or finish a season of a show. Um, so yeah, I'm happy to watch Netflix. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. But it's, it's cool too, because I've been watching it with, you know, the people that I live with. Um, so yeah, I live with another teacher. And so we're literally on the same page with everything, like working from home, um, being able to watch the shows that we've wanted to watch, uh, taking naps every now and then we'll go like run some errands. So I mean, we haven't done that a lot, but, um, we did just like on Tuesday, like last minute stuff we needed to get done that we didn't have time to do before. Um, hanging with the kids pretty much it. I went to see my parents and my um, siblings yesterday because it was my sister's birthday. So it was nice mm-hmm. hanging with them for a while. Um, and that's pretty much it. Um, I have more that I need to do. Um, so I'll be like working on finding a grad school program because I've been talking about that for a while and my therapist is now pushing me to do it and creating deadlines for it. So I'll be doing that. Um, I'm going to be reading because I signed a unit for my students to read a novel. Well, we were already going to do that before this, you know, quarantine came up. But I'm like, well, perfect time because if we were in school, I probably would really be struggling to read this, grade their work, do everything else that I do. Like, I'm usually really tired after work. So just having free time. Um, I let the kids do my makeup the other day. <laughs> um, just finding like random stuff to do, sitting around having conversations. We plan on having some movie nights, like as a whole house. Um, what else? I probably need to start like working out at some point, you know, some home workouts, stretching, um, not eating everything. That's the struggle point right there. Like being in the house and just having food. I want to eat everything. Mm-hmm. I've had at least two glasses of wine every day. <laughs> yeah. And I'm just like, <laughs> slow down. This is week one. And we, like my school so far, we have a, a month off. Because we have three weeks up until the point that the governor requires all schools to be closed, which is until the 31st. And then you have a couple days into April at the end of that week. But that next week is our spring break. So there's no point in us coming back at all. 
for a couple of days just to be out again. So we have a month out. Um, so I'm like, I have plenty of time. So that's pretty much it so far. I'm going to find more things to do. We have plenty of games in this house. So I'm sure we'll probably have some, some game days, game nights, um, dance parties, like just whatever we can find to do <laughs> so that we're not just sitting around. Yeah. I mean, that's, I think that's great. Like a lot of people have said like, this is a been a perfect time for me to like catch up on things that I've put off um, or just like spending time with people that I live with mm -hmm. or, um, you know, getting creative again, like, you know, picking up, like I said, picking up those projects that we put down, um, perfect opportunity for some DIY stuff yeah, for people to do. Um, yeah. Like, yeah. When I get home, I, I definitely have noticed like I'm drinking a lot more <laughs> too. Seriously. Because, like I don't have anywhere to go after work and I get off at like two, two thirty. sometimes even earlier now, because it's like, once a product is on the shelf, we don't have anything in back stock. Yeah. <laughs> So, like, it's nothing really to do at work other than, like, go get that alcohol, these alcohol wipes and, like, wipe down surfaces. But it's, like, getting to the point of overkill um, sometimes. And, I, like, my managers have just been, like, you know, if you want to go home early, you can. Not a big deal. But it is, like, I'm trying to stay, like, like, working my full scheduled time because I still want my money, you know? Yeah. Um, and I still need to work a average a certain amount of hours a week in order to keep my insurance. And so I'm trying not to like let this situation, like get me in the habit of like, Oh, well I did my part. Now I'm going to go home. Like, <laughs> you know, I'm just trying to stay, busy like find ways that I can be useful at work like yesterday I was very tempted to leave like two hours early and my manager offered that to me and I was like mm, no like I'm scheduled to clean the restrooms and so I'm gonna do that and then after that I just like was helping people bag you know mm -hmm. the rest of the time and Realize, like, there's always something that you could be doing, um, but it's also okay to, like, be like, I need to dip and do nothing for a while. Um, so when I get home, I, one of the first things I do is pop open a beer. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, one of my housemates um, is, like, works in the service industry and so they have a lot of access to like beers and stuff. And so, you know, we're always like, let's open a cold one, you know. And uh, one of my other housemates calls it therapy. <laughs> She's like, I'm going to go outside and have a little bit of therapy. <laughs> Just opens a cold one. And like, so, but I'm like, trying to limit myself to only like two beers a day. Um, if that, you know, um, and then I, like, I would drink more wine, but we don't have a lot of wine in the store because, um, even before all this coronavirus 
craziness, a lot of our wine was affected by the tornadoes. Mm-hmm. And so the warehouse distributors, like they were, they had experienced some damage from the storms. So we haven't had like a lot of shipment, wine shipments in a while. And then when the coronavirus pandemonium began, everybody stocked up on all the wine. (laughs) And so I've just kind of been like, I don't want to like take a bunch of wine because I don't want to be part of the problem. (laughs) Um, But I don't know, tomorrow at work, I might like stock up on like at least six bottles. Um, So like a half a case, but um, yeah, we just like, we're just like getting to know each other as like housemates and um, one thing that I haven't really been able to share with you and the listeners is like, because here in Nashville, it's all just kind of happening all at once for us. Like we had the tornadoes uh, two or three weeks ago. It's been, I think we're going on like week three right now. Like, uh, yeah. And that was really devastating and the thing that happened with me was so I had chosen a place to live and I'll just be transparent so I reached out to my ex and was like uh oh I guess that's something else the listeners don't know I went through a breakup (laughs) (laughs) and so I reached out to my ex and was like I need a place to live um and I'm looking for a roommate if you know of anybody let me know like desperate times desperate measures and she replied back and was like yeah I'll let you know and then probably the next day like she reached out to me and was like do you do you remember my friend so-and-so and I was like yeah and she was like they're looking for a roommate like here's their number da 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 and I remember thinking like This person was one of, like, my favorite of your friends, (laughs) out of all your friends that I met. And uh, so I was like, this this could be a good sign. And then I learned that my housemate was also going through a breakup as well. And this is why, like, they were looking for a new roommate. And, um, yeah, so we just got to talking and I went to see the place and... I was like, this is great. Rent is super cheap. And we both have opposite schedules. So it was like, I may never see you, but if I do, like, you're a cool person. And, like, it's, that'll be that. So I reached out to them, and I was like, I'm ready. Like, I'm, I want to live with you. Because I had some other options. Um, but it just felt right to live with them. Um, and then the tornado <laughs> happened. And the place that I was set to move into with one of my housemates, like, was in the neighborhood, one of the neighborhoods that was greatly impacted by the tornadoes. And so when that happened and I realized, like, areas that were affected, I realized, like, I don't have a home (laughs) anymore. Um, So I kind of put off packing for a little while. Because we just were like, we have no idea what is going to happen. And then um, our neighbors that lived in the triplex 
were also displaced. And so the landlord found us a four bedroom house. So now all of us <laughs> are living together in that house, in a, in a new house. So it's just been really crazy. And then and like everybody having to uproot their lives and, you know, recognizing that my housemates are dealing with a lot of trauma because they were like in the tornado and like lost a lot and forced to like uproot their life very quickly. And then at the same time, like me making the decision to move out of my parents' house and then having a place and then not having a place and then having a place again um, and still dealing with a lot of my own traumas like and heartbreak and setbacks from these past two, three months. And then the coronavirus comes about and like we'd heard rumblings of it, but I knew pandemonium was going to happen as soon as they said Tom Hanks and his wife had it. Mm hmm. And that they had shut down the NBA. And I was like, oh. And that very next morning, that's when everybody was in the store, people panicking. And I think, like, that same day or maybe the next day, we had had another tornado watch or tornado warning in the area. And everybody's still very traumatized and um, reeling from the previous one. And so people just panicking even more. And it's a lot here in Nashville because there are a lot of people still displaced from the tornadoes. And so it's kind of like, what about those? How do those, how are we going to help those people in the midst of this like social distancing and all the things that the CDC and WHO like are recommending? Like, how does that impact people who don't even have a place to live? Like, and then on top of that, people, you know, losing jobs because of this, because their businesses have to shut down for a little while. And um, I don't know. I just I can't imagine what a lot of people are going through, especially here in Middle Tennessee, because it's just like one thing after the other. Um, and it's just like a lot of unknowns. So we, my housemates and I, we just have been taking the time to get to know each other. And like, we watch movies. Um, we've been watching Game of Thrones. <laughs> like, and I definitely um, need to start that. Yeah, like starting from season one and um, just like, and we'll just have like conversations and like tell jokes and um my one of my housemates made tacos for us last night and that was really fun and um my housemate has two cats so like there's always some love to go around even if we're not interacting together as people and um one of my housemates uh is actually a surgical tech so like she has to go to work too. <laughs> mm -hmm. And so both of us like come home and we're like, okay, we made it another day. Like, <laughs> and just kind of exchange stories. And I don't know, like I've been trying to listen, catch up on podcasts, you know, episodes that I've missed out on, um, 
watching, like I said, watching movies. But I'm also like realizing that it's okay to like not be focused on like, okay, now's the time for me to check off this list of things to do. Um, but just I'm trying to stay like present, like in the here and now. Um and just kind of taking it day by day. Um, the toolbox, we decided to go virtual, so we aren't having any sessions or rehearsals with them at this time. And so we're all just trying to figure out like Zoom calling and <laughs> FaceTime. And one of my students is recording choreography in his home and sending it to his dancers. Um, <laughs> just yeah, just all the things, and I've been seeing a lot of people post, like, uh, them, like, doing live, like, on Facebook Live or Instagram Live, like, warm-ups, like, workouts, different classes, like, teaching classes virtually. Yeah, um, I've seen that a lot. So that's been really cool, and I've been really struggling with, like, dance in general right now, and a part of me is wondering if that is going to be what transitions me back into like taking class <laughs> because if I could just do it by myself in my home and not worry about like all the cultural like BS <laughs> that comes with dance when you have to like socially interact with other people <laughs> um, this this could be the thing that reignites my love for like actually moving my body um, so that's really exciting. Um, I would like to see more, uh, people being elevated that aren't just teaching like ballet or, <laughs> um, Western European centric forms of movement. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I know there's a, there's actually going to be an African class that's going to be streamed tonight. So that's really exciting. Like, I'd like to see more people elevating those art forms as well. Can you send that's, me that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, because that's actually a class that I'd be willing to take in person, but I'd just be so tired. Like, No, seriously. Know? And I also realize, like, it's not about the, it's not so much about the genre of dance, but just, like, being in class and like having this expectate like me having putting a lot of expectations on myself in front of other people but like if I'm the only one like doing it like in the privacy of my own home like maybe that could make a difference um and then my therapist sent me an email just basically saying that like teletherapy was an option mm -hmm. for us now I mean it's it's always been an option for her practice but definitely will be like utilizing that at this time so um yep, same that makes me feel good I'll be able to still work on myself and <laughs> talk about all the things with my therapist um so I'm, I'm glad we have we have a lot of options and I think we need to like take a moment to be grateful for the time that we live in like we technology has never been as advanced as it was like before yeah seriously. you know and we have the ability to like stay in touch with people now through 
technology and social media. And I think this is going to ignite more conversations about how we can like improve these formats and like utilize them more often and not just when we're in a state of emergency. Because I do think about the fact that we just assume that everybody has access to everything. Mm -hmm. And the reality is that everybody doesn't have the same access or the abilities. And like, I think creating these different options for people is going to make our society more inclusive and accessible to everybody and not just able-bodied, uh, economically privileged people um so i hope that like i don't know i think we're like just kind of to go on the spiritual side of it too like i've been wrestling a lot with what i believe spiritually but i do think that like the higher powers that be like the universe that god like is definitely using this opportunity to teach us something Mm -hmm. Um, about how we live and what's working and what's not working um, and forcing us to slow down. Yeah. Because I really believe that God has been trying to like pull at us for a while to be like, slow down humans, take a breath. Let's reassess like what's really happening. And, you know, people are saying like, the economy is going to crash and all this. And I'm like, but maybe it needs to, maybe we need to reassess like what capitalism is doing, what other oppressive systems are doing to all of us and how we are all so connected more than we think, especially here in the West, like, because we have a very individualistic mindset. And I think this is showing us that like we are all connected and like when one faction of life falters we all are affected by it Mm -hmm. so yeah yeah i definitely agree i definitely think that this is almost like a hard reset um which i also have some other thoughts and beliefs that i'm not necessarily going to go into too much um but to make it plain, we know that there are people who are in power, who have money, who are always on bullshit. Mm-hmm. So I do truly believe that there is a lot going on behind the scenes. Um, I do believe that coronavirus is real, but I think there's other things happening. But either way, you know, I'm just focusing on the time that we have to rest um, and just take a break from, you know, normal everyday functionings so yeah man i'm here for it i'm yeah i'm here for it too um i it was also funny because like we had got the so my parents had got at first we they got the notification from their church that like um they were gonna have a shortened service and like basically telling members like if you're sick stay home like we're going to have hand sanitizer available and all this. and But then, the, like, as the week progressed and we had gotten more info and things started to just surface more, 
they had finally decided like we're not going to meet in person for service. We'll be streaming like live on Facebook. And so I guess what the pastor, he, the pastor and like a few people like went to the church Mm -hmm. and streamed it live. And it was funny because my dad was like, well, I guess I need to get a Facebook account now so that I can, <laughs> <laughs> so I can still go to church. <laughs> yeah. And, I, I, and my dad has been talking a lot about how a lot of people have, you know, been prophesying about the, the virtual church and like how like there's some passages in Revelation that hint to like the day would come when you know, we would have to, where it was not just become a luxury, but a necessity mm-hmm. even to like utilize technology to keep worshiping and spreading the gospel and all of this. And um, I thought that was, I mean, that's always interesting to me. <laughs> um, and I mean, it's like, yeah, like that makes a lot of sense. Um, I A lot of people have been talking about like, I've been I've been very disconnected from the Christian world a lot. Um and the only real access I have to it is like through my parents right now mm-hmm. and like friends um that are still like attending church. But a lot of my life right now is like hanging out with the heathens and <laughs> the misplaced people and I did post on Facebook last week or this past weekend because that was like the first weekend that majority of churches nationwide decided to close their doors and either just not have service at all or um, do a virtual option for their members and I reminded people that while this may be your first time having like being a necessity for you to access church online in the privacy of your own home. And you probably, maybe you did it alone because you live alone. I wanted to remind people that like, that's the reality that a lot of people have been doing for quite some time. Mm -hmm. For those of us that uh, like LGBT folk, um, disabled folk, people that have been cast out by their communities, people that are, that are, have experienced church hurt in any form or fashion, like we know what it is to like still want to worship and be connected, but also not feel like it's possible or safe to enter the doors of the church. Yeah. Um, and finding all sorts of creative ways, whether that's going to church online, you know, accessing the live streams or doing our own rituals at home Mm -hmm. where we can still feel connected to our higher power and I just want to remind people that while y'all like a lot of people are just kind of like complaining or being devastated by it like just reminding people that this is the reality for a lot more people than we realize Mm -hmm. on a regular basis and we should probably take point from them on how they have been coping and redefining how they go about life when face-to-face interaction is no longer an option for them yeah so i don't yeah that's a really good point 
Yeah, I thought it was interesting because, like, my dad, like, he was really struggling to get that Facebook profile set up (laughs) and, you know, all the things. And I was just kind of like, it kind of made me want to be like, you have kind of been walking in a sense of a little bit of privilege because even though my, like, he has his gripes and groans with church, as we all do, um, it's never gotten to the point where it's like, I no longer feel safe to enter the house of worship. (laughs) Like, whereas there are a lot of people who they're like, they are triggered by entering the doors to the point where it is like physically or emotionally debilitating to fully participate like face to face in worship settings um, and I just don't want to, I don't want to just dog out Christianity. Like that's true for all sorts of religions and community, spiritual communities. Um, cause I've been hearing stories of people in other faiths and other spiritual, uh, experiences that, you know, experience similar things. So it's like, um, I think this is also a time for us to reflect on what privileges we usually hold. And I think the universe is teaching us like to access that empathy more. And sometimes it takes like drastic, drastic things like this for us to like not take for granted the things that we have or have access to. So it's a, I don't know. The universe is taking us through a process for sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. For sure. Yeah. So, so we talked about what's going on, how we're, you know, doing this whole quarantine and chill thing. <laughs> kind of not living. <laughs> Um, oh super random so when I went to visit my parents yesterday my mom just randomly looked at me and was like do you have a boyfriend yet I roll (laughs) I was like we're quarantined what are you talking about and she started cracking up and was like I mean but you could still and I'm like but you would have had to have someone before which has been a thing that I'm like I'm fine because I'm not alone I was like if I definitely lived where I lived before I would be struggling because right. oh my gosh, so I'm I'm grateful to not live alone anymore. But man, like the time that I normally use to just be like be active and like not think about you know the fact that I would like to be in a relationship right now is just open. My nigga, it's open. Mm-hmm. Like what the fuck? It's it's, mm-hmm. it's it's too much time. However, at the same time, I have been learning quite a few things already. This is only the first week. And I've I've learned some things just through like text conversation or even like a conversation that I had this past weekend uh, with someone that I was involved with before. Um so like you said, I, I think that this time is is useful in in multiple ways. Like all the time that people spend being busy and you know, just just going, going, going to not think about things. Like, if anything, this is definitely going to be a time where we'll have to face, like you said, some of our own privileges and all the other bullshit that we 
sometimes, you know, ignore within ourselves. Like it's a great time to do some self self healing and self discovery. Yes. I uh I did post on my Instagram story, like there was a post that I like reposted that said basically was saying like me, I thought I I'm open to dating again. Are you? Spreads. Am I? I don't know. <laughs> Am I? <laughs> Listen, questions that need answers, okay? Okay, QTNA time. So, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, my mindset before, here, and after this pandemic, <laughs> um, I am open to exploring my whole face. Okay. Cause I never got, I never had one because, you know, I, when I was a teenager, I was struggling with mental health and all about dance and theater and also like trying to pray the gay away. Mm -hmm. And then when I was a young adult, I had thought I prayed the gay away and was trying to keep it away and (laughs) was super like prideful in like being a virgin and like pure and very very christian i was a very good christian okay and <laughs> you know, if you're a good christian you don't do your hoe face okay you don't do your hoe <laughs> <laughs> so while all while a lot of my peers like in their early 20s were exploring like dating and like, I won't even say whole phase, but just, like, exploring dating and, like, just to date instead of just, like, oh, this person that I'm with, like, I'm trying to marry them yeah. and all of that. And because I was, like, raised in a in a belief system where it's, like, everything has a purpose. Yeah. And so if you're dating somebody, it should be with the intention that you're going to marry them. And now my beliefs and thoughts and feelings about marriage and what defines a family has shifted a complete 180. Yeah. And I, I'm no longer concerned about being a good Christian. I don't even, I kind of like, what does that even mean? What does it mean to be a Christian? Like, like labels are so exhausting as it is. And it's kind of like, I'm even at the point where it's like, yeah, Jesus walked the earth and, probably the son of god but like okay (laughs) you know and just like i'm i'm just not obsessed with maintaining a certain image anymore just for the sake of belonging and you know now i'm in my late 20s i'm almost 30 and i'm kind of like not that i think everything has to have a strict timeline but it's like i do feel behind like some of my peers um, even my peers that are quote unquote good Christians, because, you know, now they're like married and having children and doing all that stuff. And I'm just kind of like still trying to figure shit out. So I am open to any and all possibilities, but I am not seeking partners with the intention of, I want to be your girlfriend or I want to be your wife. Um, I am really just like open to meeting people, having fun, <laughs> and 
just connecting with people and just forming connections and being okay with the fact that some of these connections might be very temporary, you know, and they may be one night stands. They may be like a, well, what do you call it? A situationship. Um, or it could lead to something more, but I am just, I am, yeah, I'm just open to any and all connections and no matter the longevity of them and, um, and I, I call it a whole phase because that's what we call it, but I'm not, yeah, but, um, I was ready to start embarking on that and I had matched with a few people like on apps and stuff and then this pandemic came about and so all of those plans yeah had to <laughs> that's not happening so uh i the post said like i'm open oh i'm op- i think i'm open to dating again like and then it says universe like releases a deadly virus like, <laughs> basically like q4 and then I think it said I could just pull it up. <laughs> Basically, you psych. <laughs> yeah, like you ain't ready. Sit down or some type of like, like just. Oh, it said me. I think I'm ready to date again. Universe. Oh yeah, releases worldwide virus preventing all human interaction. <laughs> me, well played. <laughs> I cannot. <laughs> so I'm. I'm. Yeah, I'll take the hit. Like you need to slow down. Um, cause what is it? People say like, yeah, the rejection is just the protection or I don't know. <laughs> a redirection or something like that. <laughs> something like yeah. that. So I, I'm going to take, take the cue from whoever's watching out for me and just be like, okay. Yeah. Because like, it's still like, it's still fresh. Um, but I, like I said, I wasn't going in like, I'm trying to find my soulmate. Yeah. <laughs> but I was, you know, just kind of like, oh, I'm open. I, like, my therapist and I have been talking about, like, just me making more friends. Um, and so that is something that is making me a little sad because I I was connecting with new friends. Like, I was making new friends. Um, like, if y'all don't know, Bumble has a BFF mm-hmm. version and so you can actually swipe and match just for people that just want to be friends. Um, so if you are like, like if you move to a new city or, you know, you're going through a transition, you can like actually make friends um, similarly to how you find dates. So um, I had started utilizing that and I did like connect with someone like, and now I have a new friend and, now it's like we can't hang out <laughs> like we wanted because you know we had hung out before all this was going down and we had like you know made all these future plans to like oh we're gonna do this and we're gonna hang out and we're gonna it's gonna be so much fun and now it's like yeah <laughs> maybe not but again I think I'm gonna like I've been I've been checking in on my friends and telling them, like, if you need to FaceTime, if you need to, like, talk on the phone, like, I'm available, like, and so I think it'd be a fun idea, like, okay, so if you want, if you had planned to meet up with your friend for coffee, you could still do that, just, like, FaceTime them Mm -hmm. and drink your coffee, like, (laughs) 
and you can still have that conversation that you wanted to have. Um, so I'm thinking about setting up a few friend dates where it's like, let's do a Skype or FaceTime and tea or coffee or beer, wine, whatever you want to do. Yeah. Um, and I saw that like Netflix has that new feature where you can watch content like together. together. Yeah, it's like, called Netflix but, Party. Yeah. And so just like utilize, I think I'm going to like start utilizing some of those things so that I can still like hang out with friends and maybe even suggest that with, you know, people that wanted to spend time with me in other ways and be like, well, we can't go do like a fun physical date, but we could like Netflix and chill. Mm -hmm. Uh, with the Netflix party. So I don't know. It's just. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but before you got me talking about my dating life. Um, <laughs> yeah. I was going to share. Because uh, I know we wanted to give people some resources. On how to like take care of themselves during this time. And obviously the physical things at this point. Like are girl wash your hands like stay home if you're sick you know don't touch your face don't touch your face if you start showing symptoms like get to the doctor call a doctor um self-isolation if you are showing symptoms or you know that you've been exposed like to the virus directly um things like that but a lot of i also wanted to you know, talk about people's mental health because it is a very stressful time for a lot of people. Like I said, a lot of people are, they don't have jobs right now or there's a lot of uncertainties with their job security, like where money's going to come from and parents who now have kids in the house um, and maybe don't have childcare. Like maybe they do work in industries like mine where they're still required to come to work and um I work for a company that is really generous and you know my store manager was like if you are impacted by this pandemic where like you don't have childcare or like you need to take care of family members um just come talk to me we'll adjust your schedule like nobody's required to work their schedule like strictly like we usually are <laughs> Um, there's a lot more flexibility being given to us, but I do know that some companies are not being as generous during this time and be on that BS. So it's, um, it's stressful and there's a lot of worry and panic and it's, it's a collective thing. And so my friend, um, Kathy, um, who has been on this podcast before and Alicia and I know her and um, she sent me this post um, it was um, posted by the counselingteacher.com and it, it's basically a picture that says it's it's a that has a bubble in the middle but then there's things on the outside <laughs> and it basically says I cannot control so I can let go of these things. And they start listing the things that we can't control, such as if others follow the rules of social distancing, the actions of others, predicting what will happen, 
other people's motives, how others react, how long this will last, the amount of toilet paper at the store. And then in the in the middle bubble, it says, I can control, so I will focus on these things. So that these are things that we can control. My positive attitude, how I follow CDC recommendations, my own social distancing, turning off the news, limiting my social media, my kindness and grace, finding fun things to do at home. So she sent that to me because I checked in on her today. Um, because as y'all know, uh, if you listen to the recreation therapy episode that we did like a long time ago, um, you know, Kathy is a recreation therapist at a, a residential facility. And so her job is one of those essential frontline type jobs where like she can't work from home. <laughs> and um there's just a lot of fear and anxiety. And because of the population that she works with, um, you know, it's just really difficult. And so I've been checking in on her very, like, a lot. And, you know, and she, me and her were just kind of talking about, like, our anxieties and fears. And, you know, we basically were like, okay, so what are some ways that we can, like, center ourselves and she was just saying like staying present in the moment and like just focusing on the things that I have control over and like letting go of the things that I don't and so we both just kind of committed to like practicing that more during this time and then um one of my best friend's sister so like actually their mother which I'm really close with that family they live in um Illinois so I I don't have access you know to them as much now so I've just been really mindful checking on all my friends that live in Illinois because I you know just don't really know what's happening on that side of the world and she sent me a link that has a bunch of articles about like you know assistance and support like there's articles on communicating and supporting your children through this um, managing and coping with emotional reactions um, supporting your kids at home additional resources for children and adults and then there's another like picture that I've seen like being shared on social media like managing coronavirus anxiety and it says for you um, avoid excessive exposure to media coverage, connect through calls, text, internet, add extra time for daily stress relief, practice self-care, focus on your mental health. For your kids, reassure them that they're safe, let them talk about their worries, share your own coping skills, limit their news exposure, create a routine and structure. And then for quarantine and isolation, Keep in contact with your loved ones via social media, texts, and phone calls. Create a daily self-care routine. Keep yourself busy, games, books, movies. Focus on relaxation techniques. So I'm going to post that link in the description of this episode and on all of our social media outlets because, you know, a lot of people have just been like, what do I do now? Um, Especially if you have kids, I thought that was really needs that they compiled that list together because it is a transition to like you rely on school a lot to do a lot of the forming 
of your child's life <laughs> and now it's all on you. <laughs> um, and a lot of people, you know, they're like, well, I, I have to work from home, but I also have kids in the house. How do I, how am I going to like make sure that they're good while also getting my work done? And so I don't know if you as a teacher have ideas for parents I mean, I know your population is uh, older kids, but... Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I mean, most most schools that I know of are doing online schooling, so um, it, was, it was a joke that um, the other teacher I live with saw and read to me yesterday, but use the time to learn something new yourself. Like, get on the, the online classes with your students. Um, of course, there are always things like ABC Mouse and all the, all those programs. A lot of the programs, or possibly all of them, um, from what I've been told, are free right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can always do that stuff with your kids. Um, maybe even have some fun and, like, play school you know kids like to play but at the same time they'll be learning so you'd be the teacher or whatever um or maybe even let them be the teacher for a minute to teach you something that they've learned before um if you have the um the items like you know a whiteboard or just you know dry erase markers or something you write on your windows like just make it fun just you know this i feel like this entire time is just about being like innovative in a sense not really but like you know just making things work because that's all you can do otherwise you'll just sit around and be miserable and bored um as far as some specific sites like i said for younger kids like abc mouse um i'm looking for a text from my co-worker where he sent me two programs that are free right now um, Study Island, super old throwback for us. Um, mm-hmm. But Study Island has a lot of stuff on there. Currently has free registration. Um, there's also a website called Brain Pop that's currently free. Um, and honestly, if you have access to internet, I would just put in school programs or um, learning programs. And I'm sure like Lots of things will come up. Of course, reaching out to teachers if you need support with um, helping your students in their learning or just getting work done. Um, Not letting your kids just do whatever. Like, you know, keep them on some type of schedule in a sense, but also let them have fun. Let them have, you know, high school students, like, make sure that they're doing their work, but then (laughs) maybe be like, let's have recess. Like, we don't get recess. And everybody needs to be moving around in the house. Don't just let your kids just sit and and just just sit. Yeah, stretch. You know, lead gym class or something. Turn on some music and you know move. Right, right. Well, because a lot of the customers that are coming into the store, you know, they're like the kids are at home, and so they're just like eating through all the snacks yeah. and. One mom was saying, like, I just, I never realized how much, like, I rely on, like, my kids' school, like, for their meals, mm-hmm. you know, because she was, like, my younger kids, their daycare, like, they have, they provide, like, the snacks for them, and then, like, her older kids, obviously, they 
you know, get lunch at school. And so really the only meal that a lot of parents are responsible for is dinner and maybe breakfast. Yeah. Um, but the lunch and snacks and all that, like a lot of that is provided by the schools. So the parents are having to go to the store to purchase more items. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, it's, it's, it's rough, I'm sure. But <clears throat> that's what I'm saying, like even more so to keep them on some sort of schedule. Don't just let them, right. you know be all over the place yeah (laughs) i saw a girl on twitter who like i mean she's older but she made a schedule for herself um but like gave herself options of what she could do during different hours um so it wasn't the same thing every single day but also so that she wasn't just sitting around and you know letting all the time pass and not being some sort of productive and taking care of herself and her mental health. Like she literally had everything scoped out for like, this is for my mental. This is for my physical. This is, you know, a little break for me to laugh. And, you know, so I thought that was pretty cool. That might be good to do with students as well. Yeah. Well, before we uh, wrap up real quick, I also just wanted to acknowledge that uh, for last week's episode, I did record with, my friend Emma and when we recorded that like it literally was on the cusp of when things started to like completely shut down break down (laughs) and so we approached that episode with like a lot more humor and kind of like whatever you know people are being stupid and that was a a way I hope that people if you listen to it and those of you that haven't listened to it now like you recognize that like a lot of that was had a lot of sarcasm in it because sarcasm is a way that I cope a lot Mm -hmm. um and at the time we also just didn't have the information that we have now yeah and so I would I just want to remind everybody that this podcast is never going to be a replacement for you know professional expert information and advice we are primarily here for entertainment and informational purposes only. Um, and while we may have people on here that are experts in their perspective fields, like it's never going to be a replacement for you doing your own research and doing what you think is best for you and your family. So, and I just want to remind everybody that let's try to limit like sharing information without checking like the validity of them because I've been getting a lot of text messages and rumors about we're going to shut down you need to do this and it's just helping incite more panic so like unless you yourself works for the White House or the Mm -hmm. CDC or whatever you don't have access to information the way you think you do so please stop spreading rumors and lies and admit that you are a civilian like the rest of us trying to figure it out and you know focus on sharing info that is actually going to be helpful and useful to other people as we continue our social distancing and the steps that the professionals have told us to do so yeah, I just wanted to put that out there. Yes, as well. retweet on all of that. And I will end with take care of yourselves. 
Be mindful of others and wash your fucking hands. Wash your fucking hands. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, thanks for listening. Um, Hopefully we're all still here next week. Yes. (laughs) We will be here next week. We will. Okay. We will. We will. Thank you, Alicia. I love you so much. I love you too. All right. Bye. Bye bye. We want to thank all of our listeners for tuning in. Continue the conversation with us. Develop a community with other misfits and mystics like us and get your latest updates on shameless plugs and other news by following us on social media. We are on Instagram at Misfits and Mystics Pod, Twitter at Misfits Mystics, and we also have a Facebook page that you can like and share. Want to reach us directly? Shoot us an email at misfitsandmysticspod at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. And with your permission, we might give you a shout out on future episodes. Don't forget to subscribe on whatever streaming service you're using to stay up to date on newest episodes being released. Leave us a review on iTunes to help us gain more visibility. Plus, we appreciate the feedback.